0: Does your dog talk to you? Do you know what he or she is saying? Welcome to My Doggy Says. Here now to help you understand and build a closer relationship with your dog, the host of My Doggy Says, Fred Haney.
1: Hi, this is Fred Haney, host of the My Doggy Says show, where you learn about dog bonding or how to build a stronger relationship with your dog. You'll hear interviews here with experts from all corners of the dog world, and the whole idea is to help you improve your dog communication skills and help you build more nurturing relationships with your pets in order to be dog's best friend. As usual, I'm here with one of my best friends, Callie Golden Retriever. Uh, As usual, we had our Uh, soccer match this afternoon Callie uh, has invited me to play soccer with her every day since she uh, first arrived at my home as an eight week old golden retriever puppy and uh, she's advanced her soccer so that she does uh, uh, what you would call a header if you're a person but when you're a golden retriever your nose gets in the way and and we call it a noser Uh, Callie can bonk the ball uh, a long way off her nose so we have a lot of fun Uh, kind of a uh, silly joke, this evening my wife came home from work just at the time uh, Callie and I were going out to play soccer, and normally Callie would run over to Barbara and give her a big lick and a big welcome and say, hi, how you doing, hope you had a nice day. Today she just totally ignored Barbara. She just ran right past her, out to the soccer field. Uh, that was all she cared about, was playing soccer. So we, we had a good game, but <laughs> poor Barbara got uh, ignored in the process. Uh, we have a fun program for you tonight. Our guest is Tamar Geller. She's a celebrity dog trainer and uh, the author of a couple really fun uh, books about training. One is 30 Days to a Well-Mannered Dog. Uh, and uh, we'll, t- we'll talk uh, about uh, both of Tamar's books and some of the work that she's done. Uh, and uh, she has a very lovely philosophy about uh, dog training, and we'll uh, be sure and dig in on that. Uh, if you uh, have a question uh, that you'd like to ask, tomorrow, uh, please join the program. Uh, the number to call in Phoenix is 602-277-KFNX. And outside the Phoenix area, the toll-free number is 1-866-536-1100. Uh, be sure and participate with us uh, during the week. You know We're on the air here only on Wednesday nights, but uh, you can check out our website, mydoggiesays.com. Uh, be sure and read the blog, and uh, track along with us also on uh, Twitter and YouTube. The uh, uh, website was reconstructed in the last couple months, so we, we can now you can now get at a lot of great content: uh, video, podcasts, uh, images, uh, articles, blogs, uh, and uh, all that's just uh, kind of within a couple uh, mouse clicks uh, because of the way the home page is organized. So. Uh, be sure and check that out and enjoy it. It changes uh, fairly frequently, and, and uh, uh, we encourage you to spend some time with us there. Uh, Tamar Geller, it's really fun to have you here on this show. Welcome to the My Doggy Says Show. Great well,
2: it's great being with you on your
1: show. Oh, uh, thanks so much. I'm going to uh, quote something from your uh, w- website for a minute um, because I know you have a strong philosophy about what you do. Uh, It it says, uh, as a life coach for dogs and their people, I have dedicated myself to providing insight to millions of dog lovers with my unique method, the Loved Dog, for building a relationship based on games, clear communication, respect, and love. I'm devoted to capturing the individuality of every dog and celebrating the magic in them. I thought that was really lovely. Expand on that a little bit. Uh, how, how do you think about
2: that? Well, thank you very much. But I think it's, it's, it's you know, when, when somebody comes and asks me what breed is a good breed for dogs, for, for kids, I'm thinking to myself, hmm, you know, how can you say that all golden and retrievers are the same? How can you say that all uh, boxes are the same? It's kind of like, and, and what I do, I ask them, do you have siblings? And and if they say yes, I said, but they're same parents. And if they say yes, I ask, were you raised the same way? And they say yes. And I ask, so you and your sibling have the same personality? And they start laughing and they go no. And I was like, so how can you think that a race, that a breed of dogs, of dogs is all the same? Each dog is an individual. Kind of like saying, and I'm a Jew, so I can say it. All Jews are cheap, cheap or Or I'm a blonde, so you can say all blondes are dumb. You cannot say that as as a general rule. You really got to look at each person as an individual and and each dog as an individual. And that's one of the things, because when you look at dogs as an it, an it that needs to be controlled, an it that needs to be submissive, it's kind of like, wait a minute, you're missing the point of what it is about having a dog. It's about a relationship, and to have dogs in our life is one of the best gifts because we can learn how to be a good partner to their dog, how to be a good coach to their dog. It's, it's it's completely different approach, and I think you think very much like me, but it's different approach than the old way of training a dog where there was disrespect to the dog, looking at the dog as if it was the enemy. It needs to be broken down, needs to be controlled, needs to be submissive. And and when you look at the individual that is in front of you, you can't do it. You can't treat a dog that way. And that's why it's so important to me to, make, well, to have everybody look at dogs as an individual.
1: I, I think that's a, a really lovely way to think about it. You're listening to the My Doggy Says Show. I'm your host, Brad Haney helping you find ways to build stronger, more nurturing bonds with your dog. And tonight, uh, we're learning from Tamar Geller, uh, who is a celebrity dog trainer and author of 30 Days to a Well-Mannered Dog. If you have a question you'd like to ask Tamar, the number to call in Phoenix is 602-277-KFNX. And outside the Phoenix area, the toll-free number is 1-866-536-1100. Uh, Tamar, you've done a lot of television uh, performances, Uh, and uh, radio here is the uh, the theater of the mind, so help us imagine uh, what we would see if you were uh, walking out on the stage to uh, be on television. Uh, You've been on Oprah, you've been on uh, 2020, you've been on CNN, you've been on just most of the major networks, I think, Uh, so walk us through that a little bit. What what might we see if we're uh, Pretend our radio is a TV set
2: here. Well, it depends what is the show. When I was doing Ellen, it was more funny and silly and and, and just like having a great time. And when I would do the Today Show, which I did for a few years, it was really a different experience because when I would do the Today Show, I would have the opportunity to bring with me dogs from the shelter, from the shelter in Manhattan, and I would go... To the location in Harlem and bring not only cute dogs, but I would also make sure to bring um, an older dog or not so cute dog because once dogs are on TV, they're not being muthanized, or at least back then they were not being euthanized. So I really want to give them a voice to show something that they were doing to kind of like let them have the spotlight on them where when you go cage by cage by cage, sometimes people overlook a dog, but when you see them on TV, all of a sudden, they're like, oh my God, the dog is so cute. So I would build segments around the dogs, you know, how to prepare them uh, for a baby or how to make sure that your dog is not food aggressive or how to teach them certain games. So I would take whatever dogs I had there and I could see which dog is good at what and I would develop my segments around the rescue dogs. When I did Larry King, you know, the dog that I brought on air was Larry's dog, who was actually on the cover, on the back cover of my book, 30 Days to a well a Dog. The king, the cover King, just panel in the back, is Larry's dog, Biscuit, Biscuit King. So, you know, and it was really a great opportunity because Larry gave me half an hour to just talk, ask me a question, but to talk about my philosophy and everything that is. You don't have the opportunity so much on TV to hit so many segments. You know, you get like three, four minute segments. It's got to be entertaining. It's got to be, you know, fast. So whenever I have the opportunity, I'm, I'm so thrilled. Oprah also gave me more opportunities to talk about the method of the mob Dog, and it's really, it's, it's every every host is different. I just did Rachel Ray a couple of weeks ago, and that was a lot of fun doing it with Rachel because. Rachel is a big, big dog lover and it was interesting to see to, to hear from her about her pit bull who has uh, issued issues when she turns the oven on. Because once when she turned the oven on, the smoke alarm went off and her dog, the pit bull Isabel, was completely terrified. So I of course gonna I go back to New York and I'll help her with that but we got to talk about people and everything because another client of mine, John Stewart, had a pit who was agoraphobic, who was afraid to leave the apartment. So it's it's kind of like it's beyond what I do on air that I plan. It's actually what's really fun is what the people bring, bring when we when start talking because they forget that they are on air. They forget that they're famous. They forget that they're celebrities because, The dog doesn't see them as that. The dog sees them as mom or dad. So when they talk to me, then they become the mom or the dad, no longer the celebrity. And it's very sweet to see that. Very, very sweet.
1: That's really lovely. Uh, Tomorrow we're uh, coming up on a break in just a couple minutes here. Um, Tell our listeners uh, how they can find uh, both of your books,
2: uh, and
1: we'll talk a little more in the next segment about uh, each one. But, but uh, how can they find your
2: website and how can they find your books? My website is com. and um, my books are on Amazon, on every book, in every bookstore, and online. The first one is The Loved Dog, and the second one is Thirty Days to a well managed Dog, and. Um, People can email you know me, can find me on Facebook, can find me on Twitter. Um, on Twitter, I'm Tamar11. On Facebook, I'm Tamar Geller. Your
1: Your website's really fun. I mean, One of the things I enjoyed about it is there's quite a bit of video on there. It, it, it's a nice and <laughs> And you
2: know what? There's so much more that I haven't put on. I mean, I've been on with and Kelly a few times. I've been, you know, there's so many shows that, you know, I. I it's kind you know, to get lost in the shuffle because I'm so busy doing everything else. I'm a horrible marketer, you know. <laughs> so I'm hoping one day to get to, to put it all together.
1: Well, uh, whatever you're doing about the marketing, you're doing a pretty good job. You're certainly out there uh, with a lovely presence and uh, meeting a lot of people, talking to a lot of people. That's uh, terrific. Uh, a lot of people would uh, trade places
2: with you. Really, was good to hear because I feel that I'm not doing enough because there's still about four million animals being killed every year, and I feel like my God, I'm not doing enough. I need to speak up to more, to a bigger crowd, you well, know, to more people. To, you know, so it's kind of like you know how it is when you have a mission and that's when you finish a, a life really falling, It's kind of like it's never enough.
1: That's a really worthy cause. We'll talk some more about that, because I know you're really okay. uh, uh, involved in that. Um, the My Doggy Says Show, we're visiting tonight with Damar Geller, celebrity dog trainer and author of 30 Days to a Well-Mannered Dog. We'll be back with Damar after the break.
0: back to My Doggy Says, here once again to help you understand and build a closer relationship with your dog. The host of My Doggy Says, Fred Haney.
1: Welcome back to the My Doggy Says show, where you get better at dog bonding. Uh, you improve your dog talk skills and learn how to build more nurturing relationships with your pets uh, in order to become dog's best friend. And you're doing it on the Doggy Appreciation Network. Uh, This evening, uh, we're visiting with Tamar Geller, who is a celebrity dog trainer uh, and the author of both The Loved Dog and 30 Days to a Well-Mannered Dog. Uh, And uh, later in the program, we're going to learn a lot more uh, from Tamar about those two books. Uh, If you have a question you'd like to ask Tamar, the number to call in Phoenix is 602 277 KFNX, and And outside the Phoenix area, the toll-free number is 1-866-536-1100, and if you do call and join the program, we'll make sure you get a free copy of the uh, Dog Appreciation Lesson CD. Uh, The Dog Appreciation Lesson CD is a really fun CD. It's 18 uh, two- to three-minute sound clips from this program. And you'll hear uh, Dean Koontz, for example, talk about, uh, please don't take my dog to jail. Uh, You'll hear Tom Sullivan tell uh, a very loving story about uh, the importance of trust uh, between him and his guide dogs. Uh, You'll hear Ted Carasotti talk about uh, his very first meeting with Merle, Ted, the author of Merle's Door. Uh, And it's a collection of... Uh, cute little uh, vignettes uh, from people who really love their dogs and uh, it's a great little lesson in uh, uh, the kind of relationship uh, that can exist between uh, a person and a dog and that's one of the things we wanted to uh, discuss in a little more depth with Tamar. Uh, Tamar you talk a lot about uh, relationships between uh, people and their dogs. Um, mm-hmm. what, what, uh, what What is a to, in your mind, what's a good relationship between a person and a dog? What's happening uh, between uh, well, the, the, the dog and the person in a good relationship?
2: Well, you got to look at that, whether the a relationship between a parent and a child, between spouses or between a human and a dog, relationship is a relationship is a relationship, and a relationship is a two-way street. And you cannot have a relationship where one is in control and the other one is submissive. And even in parent-child relationships, there's the parent is in charge and they make the decision, but the child is not submissive. And the goal of the parent is actually the opposite. The goal of the op- of the parent is to empower the child to be all that they could be. So, um, what I want is to dispel the nonsense of middle of the pack is the tough guy, tough person who has to bark commands, and the dog has to obey. This is one type of leadership. I call it the Saddam Hussein type of leadership. Am <laughs> <Are you there? laughs> Yes. Right? Yes. Okay. I guess I couldn't hear. So I'm calling it the Saddam Hussein type of leadership. The reason why is because he was the type of leader that was all about control. That is the old way type of leadership. The benevolent way of leadership is where the leader looks for ways to serve, not to control. You can look at Gandhi as a perfect example of a leader who would serve his people, not a leader who tries to control his people. Big, big difference between leadership. Now, I have spent a few months in the wild with wolves, and I can tell you that they do not subscribe to the Saddam Hussein top leadership. They actually, the leader is all about service. The leader is the one who takes care of his pack. The leader of the pack is there to lead the hunt, to make sure that everybody is, in, is at peace with each other. He's the one who they, they play the games. And, and, and it's really a beautiful relationship based on love, not based on, I'm the leader, therefore I'm in control, and you have to be submissive. Obviously, that's how it used to be way back then with women. They would try to be controlled. African-Americans would try to be controlled. You know, um, children, you know, the way they were raised back then. All of that is, the, is a thing of the past because it doesn't work. There's no relationship when one is actually in, in there out of fear. You want to make the person you're in relationship with whether, it, whether, it, whether the person has two legs or four legs, you want the person to be your raising stand. You want the dog to look at you and to say, yes, my mom, or my daddy called me. Yes, I love them. I want to be with them. It's my choice. And when you come from that place, then you know how to be a good leader or a good coach. When you think about the Lakers, phenomenal team. Why does St. Jackson get paid the big bucks? I mean, he has Kobe Bryant. Why would they take just Joe Blow from the street and put him to coach the Lakers? Because they know that it's important to have a really, really good coach to get the the diamond that is in Kobe Bryant to shine as bright as it could. That is so important to be a good coach. And everybody is looking for a good dog I think a lot of dogs are looking for a good coach. And I want people to get away from thinking that being the leader of the pack is to be the jerk who stands there and gives comments and then gives corrections. I want I want people to get rid of the thought that all a dog wants is to be in charge. And dogs just want to be in charge.
1: Yeah, I think just that's an important... Admit. That's an important uh, point. I, I, I do think dogs like a certain amount of, of structure. I want to follow up on that. I just want to remind our listeners it's the My He Says Show, I'm your host, Fred Haney, helping you find ways to build a stronger bond with your dog. Uh, and tonight, uh, we're learning a lot about uh, dog and human relationships from Tamar Geller, a celebrity dog trainer and author of The Loved Dog and also Uh, 30 Days to a Well-Mannered Dog. Uh, If you'd like to join the program, the number to call in Phoenix is 602-277-KFNX. And outside the Phoenix area, uh, the toll-free number is Uh, 1-866-536-1100. a a word that I like uh, that's sort of in the same direction uh, here uh, is uh, nurture. It it seems to me that uh, part of the... Uh, your responsibility to your pet is to, uh, I think you, you sort of said it earlier, to uh, help it be all the things it can be. Uh, and uh, one of the reasons that I get uh, so much uh, fulfillment out of this daily soccer game with uh, Callie Golden Retriever
0: mm-hmm. is that it's
1: her thing. I mean, it, it, it really yeah, started with her invitation, and it's her invitation every day. Uh, and uh, she has a certain look that she gives me uh, – Uh, Every afternoon she comes to my office around 4 o'clock and says, okay, it's time to play soccer. Uh, And I I would just feel terribly guilty if I couldn't uh, support her in that. Uh, So uh, talk a little about uh, that that nurturing responsibility. That's an important part of the process, isn't it? That's exactly right.
2: And playing games, doing everything through games is one of the best ways because there was a research that came out last year that showed that the animal who is the closest, closest from a development point of view to a toddler, to so an 18-month-old toddler, is not a chimpanzee as we used to think. It's a dog. So when you look at toddlers, you learn the best ways to games, and at every free opportunity they're trying to engage you to play with them, and then you look at the dog and you see they're the same. Then. Why are we not doing something that is so in front of us? I think there's more and more in parenting, the movement towards playing with the children as opposed to, you know, just commending the children, busting them around with the word discipline. I don't think is very popular anymore with raising children. And I think we need to get rid of that word in the dog world and to start doing what they want to do, which is games. Because games, that's how they learn. Games, that's how they bond. And it's you know it's kind of you know what amazes me Fred, is so many people who raise wonderful kids when it comes to the dogs they come of like, throw everything that they know of the dog because they feel like well I'm not a dog trainer I don't know and I'm telling them you do know look at your kids. <laughs> tomorrow uh,
1: we're, we're coming up on a break here uh, we're coming up on a break I, I want to follow up on that in the next segment but very quickly uh, tell people how they can find your website.
2: My website is www.tamargeller.com, T-A-M-A-R-G-E-L-L-E-R, and uh, you can also find me on Facebook.
1: It's the My Doggy Says Show. We're visiting tonight with Tamar Geller, celebrity dog trainer and author of uh, 30 Days to a Well-Mannered Dog. Be sure and join us uh, after the break.
0: Your dog's actions may speak louder than words. Welcome back to My Doggy Says, here again to help you become a better listener with your best friend, the author of My Doggy Says, Fred Haney.
1: Welcome back to the My Doggy Says show, where you learn what makes dogs tick, how to improve your dog bonding skills, and how to be dog's best friend. And you're doing it on the Doggy Appreciation Network. Uh, Tonight we're visiting with Tamar Geller, uh, celebrity dog trainer and author of 30 Days to a Well-Mannered Dog. She's also the author of The Loved Dog. And if you'd like to ask Tamar a question, the number to call in Phoenix is 602-277-KFNX. Outside the Phoenix area, the toll-free number is 1-866-536-1100. If you do call and join the program, we'll make sure you get a free copy of the Dog Appreciation Lessons CD. Uh, another way to participate with us during the week is to check out our uh, blog on the website. It's www.mydoggiesays.com slash blog, and uh, as part of the blog, we post podcasts from Young Children's, is a a series of books for children three to six years old uh, being developed by uh, Susan Stoltz, and uh, there's a podcast about that from last uh, show a couple weeks ago. That's really fun. Um, Expert Advice for Living With and Loving Dogs, uh, our interview with Liz Palaika uh, a couple weeks ago. Uh, And... um, so on back into the podcast there. The blog is uh, categorized about five categories on the website, so it's real easy to get at a lot of fun content there. Uh, We'll uh, continue our discussion with Tamar Geller, uh, celebrity dog trainer. Tamar, before the break, we were talking a little bit about how important play can be uh, in uh, helping to build a relationship between a person and a dog. Uh, say a little more about that. What What are some examples of the kind of play that uh, would be really helpful in creating a relationship?
2: Well, uh, when you look at dogs or at wolves starting at 2 weeks of age, they're starting to play three games mainly. And the three games are chasing, wrestling, and tug of war. And when you look at the most important skill that they need to have, which is the hunt, to, to be able to be a good, good hunter. It takes to chase the animal, to wrestle it to the ground, and then to tug on it in order to break the neck and then to take pieces of meat. But what nature has done is also nature in its wisdom took those three games and get the wolves and the dogs to play that with each other in order to challenge each other. That's how they challenge each other for the hierarchy, not will fight. But actually chasing games. I remember I was in the desert with the wolf and I still didn't know really what was going on and I would see that almost every night the same poor wolf was being chased by everyone and it felt so bad for that wolf until I realized that there was a pattern that he was taste until he stopped and the moment he stopped everybody stopped. Why? Because he was actually the leader, he was actually the one in charge, and he was playing catch me if you can. And nobody was able to catch him. He was so smart, he was so quick at maneuvering and turning on a dime and everything. It was absolutely a dance. It was a brilliant dance that that I was sitting there and blown away when I started to put the pieces together of what was going on. And then I saw it also in small capacity, where and I see it in my doggy daycare. In my doggy daycare, where we have about 100 dogs every day, we see them playing chase, king of the hill type of games. We see them wrestle with each other, where the dogs take turns. Who is the one who is the hunter and who is, the, who, is who at that point is the prey? And they take turns. You see big dogs go and lay down on the ground on his back, letting a little chihuahua. You know, climb and uh, uh, no on his on his leg or on his neck, or on his ear. It is so cute to see them practicing the wrestling game. And of course, tug-of-war, I think every dog owner who ever bought their dog a plush toy have seen the dog kill the toy with the white inside, all the crap, all the stuff on the inside, like spread all over the, the, the house. So. Chasing, wrestling, tug of war, these are the main games. However, every dog has also uh, the favorite game. But Carrie, your dog, is, is to play soccer. Clyde, my dog, he loves when he holds the tennis ball in his mouth, and I have to try to, with my finger, to push it out of his mouth. And it seems like when, when I succeed, you know, once every twenty attempts, he's like so happy. He's like so happy for me that I succeeded. You know, and it's every dog has their own different version of, of with, a, with a certain toy, with a certain game, and, and it's kind of like a relationship where not all women like to be to be loved in the same way. Meaning, some women would like to have flowers. Some women would like to have red roses. The others want yellow roses. Some women like for you to cook them a romantic dinner. That's how they feel loved by you. Some women like expensive jewelry. Some women like to go with you and volunteer for the day. That's how they feel they're loved by you. So every woman has a different way for her to feel love. It's called the different language of love. Dogs also have different language of love, different language of bonding. And you have to, in a way, interview your dog to see you. Mm, what is your favorite toy? What's your favorite way to play with this toy? Do you like when I leave or do you like when you leave? What is, is there any game that you like to play that I'm not aware of? Is there any time of the day that you like to play more than others? Like Callie in the afternoon when you say she is the ritual. When she comes to you and she says, Dad, it's time for my circuit game. So, <laughs> Yeah see uh, the results of the dog.
1: C- Callie uh, uh, initiates a different kind of play sometimes. I'll... I'll talk about it in a second. Uh, It's the My Doggy Says Show. I'm your host, Fred Haney, helping you find ways to build stronger bonds with your dog. Uh, And tonight, we're visiting with Tamar Geller, a celebrity dog trainer and author of 30 Days to a Well-Mannered Dog. Uh, If you have a question for Tamar, the number to call in Phoenix is 602-277-KFNX. And outside the Phoenix area, the toll-free number is 1-866-536-1100. Uh, Tomorrow, one of the things that uh, Callie does sometimes is bring me, uh, present to me one of her toys. And she's she's playing a game, but I'm never never quite sure what the game is. Sometimes the game is, uh, here, touch this for a minute, but I'm going to take it back. Uh, Sometimes the game is, I brought this for you, please take it and enjoy it. Uh, and sometimes it seems like the game is well, let's just both sit here and hold this for a couple minutes <laughs> because yeah. she doesn't really let go of it but she doesn't really uh uh, uh pull it, pull it away from me uh so i, I have enjoyed trying to figure out uh, what what game she has in mind the other thing i was going to say we talk about uh, how the, the wolves play um, after uh, photographing my other golden retriever, uh, Jamie, for about five years and trying to capture uh, her behavioral communications. Um, I, I, I watched her uh, go through the things you were saying, the chase and wrestle and tuck, uh, with her best doggy friend, uh, Ishkabah, who was also a golden retriever, my daughter's golden retriever. Uh, and they would r- wrestle and build up uh, just a a bundle of energy, and sometimes it would go a little too far, and somebody uh, would Mm -hmm. nip nip an ear or something like that. And uh, one one dog would yelp, and right away they'd just back away from each other uh, and Mm -hmm. uh, like boxers going to their neutral corners. So it it, uh, inspired (laughs) me to come up with some uh, rules. I call them uh, Jamie's rules for a good life. One of them is uh, play by the rules even if there's no referee. Dogs seem to be really good at that.
2: Very good at that. Very, very good at that. And in my in my doggy daycare center, you know, sometimes when, when new owners come and they're not familiar, they're like, "Oh my God, their dog is getting attacked!" And we are like, "No, that is a place where they are they are allowed to let out the wolf side to them, where they need to play that way." And that's how when you get them back home, they don't tug on the on the belt of your robe, they don't pull on your jeans, they are not being a pain in the neck because they're let out. See, dogs have me. just today, just today. I went to work with a woman who's over 90 years old. All right? She's got a six-month-old poodle. All right? She is over 90. The puppy is six months. I'm like, oh, my Lord, oh, my Lord, because she's like, he's, he's, he's doing this and he's doing that and he's doing this, and I said, how much time does he have to play? Well, I take him for a walk. Now, a 90-year-old woman walking, a puppy, I mean, come on, you know, it's, it's, it's nothing. It's a drop in the bucket of what he needs. And, and, and it was really amazing to me because I could see the dog was suffering. He was like as if he was in the desert because he wanted to play wolf games. He wanted to wrestle and he wanted to tug. And I can't ask a 90-year-old woman to play tug of war with a dog. And, and I certainly don't allow anybody to wrestle with the dog. Definitely not in the first few years, there the children around. But you know, I was like, "Come on, do me a favor. Take him to a dog park. Bring him to my daycare. Let the poor dog have his it feel." It's kind of like you know, you can't expect a dog not to have what I call, you know, factory-built instincts. These are the instincts. They're going to need to play these games. We're either going to give them proper outlets for these games, mainly with other dogs, or we're going to have to step up. We're going to have to step up, and not most people want to step up to the degree and to the length the dogs want to play. Yeah, it's
1: so a big it's, uh, like- it's a big responsibility. Tomorrow we're, we're uh, almost on a break here. I, I want to make sure we take okay. a minute so you can uh, remind our listeners. Uh, how they can find your website.
2: Well, my website is www.tamargeller.com, T-A-M-A-R-G-E-L-L-E-R. And you can always find me on Facebook. And on Twitter, I'm Tamar and the number 11.
1: And uh, people can get information there about both of your books, The Loved Dog and Mm -hmm. also uh, 30 Days Uh, to uh, a a well-mannered dog which we'll talk a little more about uh, your books in the next segment Uh, it's the My Doggy Says Show we're visiting tonight with Tamar Geller who's a celebrity dog trainer and uh, author of 30 Days to a Well-Mannered Dog. Be sure and join us after the break
0: Body language, facial expressions, they're not just for humans anymore. Author Fred Haney says his dog Jamie talks to him. And now to continue the canine conversation, author of My Doggy Says, Fred Haney.
1: Welcome back to the My Doggy Says show. I'm Fred Haney, your host and author of the four-time award-winning book, My Doggy Says, Messages from Jamie, How a Dog Named Jamie Talks to Her People. And this evening, we're visiting with Tamar Geller, a celebrity dog trainer and uh, author of 30 Days to a Well-Mannered Dog. If you have a question you'd like to ask, Tamar, the number to call in Phoenix is 602-277-KFNX. Outside the Phoenix area, the toll-free number is 1-866-536-1100. Uh, tomorrow, we've got uh, several things uh, we and cover in this segment, but uh, just quickly, one question I did want to ask you is: uh, wh- What does it mean to you to be a celebrity dog trainer, and and how does this uh, conversation we've been having about relationships uh, work in in that context? <laughs> you know, as I,
2: I'm I'm not a celebrity dog trainer. I'm dealing with celebrities, and celebrities are my clients. And one of the things is that. The dog doesn't know that celebrities. For Oprah, you know, for her dogs, they don't know she's Oprah. They don't know that she's going. You know, she's not going to have her show after this year. They don't care. For Oprah's dog, she's mom. And 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 for Owen Wilson's dog, he's just happy that you know he doesn't care if his movie flopped or if his movie did Bazillions. It doesn't matter. Or Charlize Theron. Or Jack Nicholson. All these people, you know, all these dogs just look at the parents as like. You're my parents, and the difference is, is would those people give the time to their four-legged children. And just like with us, common people, some do and some don't. I find it actually a little bit more challenging working with celebrities because it's normally not just them and the dogs. It's normally they have a slew of assistants or entourage around them and I need to make sure that everybody leaves the agenda behind and we're all on the same page. So it's not one person let the dogs on the couch and the owner, the, 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 the celebrity, doesn't want the dog on the couch. You know what I mean? So it's, kind of, it's very interesting because it has to do with people's own psychology because a lot of the time within the entourage, you have those, those individuals who want to be loved the most by the dog and are doing things that we don't want the dog to do. Yeah, so everybody has
1: to be on the same page. The, the dog has to be treated with, uh, with consistency. Well, I, I'm uh, I'm sure that uh, it can be a challenge at times. Uh, Tamar, you're involved uh, with a a really lovely uh, program called uh, Operation Heroes and Hounds. Uh, what what is that? Tell our listeners about that and uh, how how are you involved and uh, what's it all about?
2: I created the program, Operation Heroes and Heroes, which is a non-profit program. It's a 501 3 and I actually at this point am sponsoring more than 90% of it, and I have been for the last couple of years since I started it. And what it is, uh, as an intelligence, as an ex-intelligence officer with the Israeli Special Forces, I saw wartime, time, and I saw what it is when you come back from war and the stress and the toll that it takes on you and on your family. And I and I thought that if I can take the miracles that I see the dogs can create in people's lives and combine it with war veterans, anywhere from Vietnam all the way to now, you know. So I'm dealing with all language ages, all ranges of traumas that these people have had. And if the dogs can be involved in their life, we're going to change their, these people's life and we're going to change the dog's life. So what we do with Operation Heroes and Hounds, I go and have a couple of my people with me. We do it twice a week. And we bring shelter dogs to the war veterans, and they are actually coaching the dogs in the love dog method. Because we don't allow anything that is harsh. We are not barking commands to the dogs. It's all about how can we be effective coaches. So these people, for example, one of them, Brian, who was still in active duty Marine, he was a very young kid, I would say 22 years old, when I first met him, and I asked him, Brian, you know, tell me a little bit about you. And Brian got shot in the face by a sniper. And for two years he was in therapy, physical therapy, plastic surgery, as well as, therapy therapy to help him with the trauma, obviously, to be shot in the face, made trauma, and he could not sleep, he could not get up in the morning, he was just horrible life, so when I met him, I asked him to tell me a little bit, and he said to me, what is this to It's just a useless, broken piece of machinery, and I was like, wow, well, I was completely taken aback, and as I was fighting the tears, I was asking him, like, why would you say that, and he said because I'm not good for anything anymore. I'm not, they, they train me to be a fighter, and I cannot fight anymore. And I was like, okay, I know what he needs. And I gave him a black Labrador from the shelter daily. And three weeks later, he no longer had to be on the sleeping pills to go to sleep or the speed pills to wake up. He completely changed. His life completely changed because he no longer evaluated himself only as a fighter. He all of a sudden saw himself as someone with a lot more comments and a lot more opportunities than he ever thought. I'm working right now with a magnificent woman, one of the veterans, Sunny, who, it was amazing that the abuse that she experienced as a child and then the horrors that she saw in Somalia, and she was completely heroin addict and, and, and on the streets and whatnot, and when we gave her a dog, she started to realize through the dog that it's okay to make mistakes, that when a dog is making a mistake, there's nothing wrong with that. It's an opportunity to learn. All of a sudden, she started looking at herself with a lot more compassion, with a lot more love. She's somebody that I'm planning on keeping and, and, and turning it into a coach with Operation Heroes and Hounds. Those dogs, once they're trained, once they're coached, they are available to us for adoption. We right now have a few wonderful dogs that be through the program—a white shepherd named Snow. Uh, we have Gizmo, who looks like a spider monkey, who is one of the most brilliant dogs on earth. Uh, we have magnificent, magnificent dogs who been with the program, and the war veterans constantly getting more and more dogs. What the miracles! that God creating in the dog's life uh, direct boomerangs to their heart, and it creates miracles in their life. It's unbelievable program. I get so high when I see them those twice a week that I spend the, whole, the, the two days with them. It is unbelievable. I, I go down to my knees when I see the dogs breaking through their, their whole backs and to see the men and the women from far countries breakthrough. One of them told me on Tuesday, they said, you know, they say you can't teach an old dog new trick as they were teaching a six-year-old Daisy May, a shepherd mix, to, to stop jumping and to walk nicely without pulling on a leash. And, and she started laughing. And I said, why are you laughing? And she said, look how ridiculous it is. Look how willing really our Daisy May is so excited to learn. And, 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 and she said, and that's kind of like about us. When she said when the dogs are puppy everybody loves them. Now when they're old nobody looks at them. They said that's that's the way it was with us. When we were fighting for the country everybody liked us. Now that we are veterans nobody is looking at us. And I was like wow is that how you feel? Well let's make let's change that. Let's change the image of shelter dogs. Instead of looking at them as defective, let's look at them as miracle workers, as healers, and let's look at veterans. And magnificent people who not only give to the country in the past, but are giving now back to communities in the present. It's really a remarkable program, and I really hope people would look into it on my website, Operation Heroes and Hounds, and we can always use donations. It's, it's really a wonderful program. It's completely tax deductible.
1: Uh, are there other ways people can help with that?
2: If they are local, they can come yeah. and help us, or if somebody is is good at uh, marketing, or PR, or events, anything they can do, because we, this is very much grassroots. See, everybody's thinking with celebrities all day, and I must be on, you know, on Mount interests with celebrities coming, running to help. In reality, that's not the case. Celebrities are overwhelmed with everything that's going in their life, and the requests and everything, and this is kind of like very much like a mom and pop operation that I'm heading, and, again, and I'm sponsoring 90% of it. And we can use all the help we can get with anything that somebody thinks we could help with to the, either the war veterans or to the dogs. We are game. We are to, open to any suggestions. Tomorrow, that's, to
1: that's, a, that's a terrific, uh, very creative program. It's a tremendous service you're doing both to the dogs and, and to uh, the, the heroes. Uh, Tamar, thank you so much uh, for joining us on the program. Uh, it's been a joy to have you here. Very quickly, just uh, mention your website. It's and
2: thank you, Frank, so
1: much. Uh, it's been so great I to have you. Thank you. Uh, be sure and join us again next week, uh, 8 o'clock to 9 o'clock Mountain Time. In the meantime, pay attention to what your dog is saying. Do something about it. And remember Jamie's first rule for a good life. Don't bark if a woof will do the job.